What's up, everyone? Welcome to Frankly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Frank G. This episode, we're going to do something a little differently. Usually, when you know you start the podcast, there's a little intro song, but we're going to jump right into the topic at hand. You know, there's so much. You know, I say this all the time, every every podcast episode, there's so much going on, blase, blase, but there really is. Every week, every two weeks, every month, there seems to be so many different talking points and topics that it can really get kind of overwhelming. You know, you you got the ongoing situation with Yay, you got the ongoing situation with the back and forth of the the COVID stuff you got the ongoing or should I say not situations realities you know because these realities sit on top of our own personal realities right so you have the realities of the entertainment industry that's constantly going back and back and forth through our through our attention you have the realities of you know, the world relationships, you know, this country versus that country versus that country, um, this ideology versus that ideology, you know, and on and on. And and at the time you're hearing this, you know, again, at the height of it is still the pushing of the nonsense of, of, of COVID, but also at the same time admitting that uh, the vaccine doesn't work as it was intended and the, you know, the increase of massive heart attacks and myocarditis is continuing to rise. The death toll is continuing to rise with these, you know, at the cause of the vaccine. Um, You know, you, you have Yay speaking out about a, a situation that's always been there for a long time with uh, people controlling the industries or banks and things like that uh, and, and particularly what Ye was talking about were the Jewish people you know controlling the parts that they control you know and there's always been there and there's always been a thing um, it's nothing new they were controlling you know banks and things back in the day back in you know, the thirties and the twenties and the eighteen hundreds and all that stuff. So it it's it's nothing new. And it's not anything anti Semitic about any of that. You know, it's not anything anti Semitic about speaking the truth and pointing to what's actually happening. But you have a people, you know, those particular ones that do run those banks and entertainment industry and all of that, you you know, you have a people who want everyone else to forget their history but you want to they want to hang on to the history that suits them you see they want to you know inundate you you have to know everything that bad happened to their people without context but when something happened to your people or you know whatever your population may be no one has the time or the space to give it the same amount of energy and the same amount of pause and hesitation as someone else. And that's just the time for that is, is it's up, you know, 
everyone's every people's has a tattered past you know not one people's past is greater than another's in terms of injustices you know i don't know i can't sit here and tell you you know the plight of the black man or woman is greater than it to someone else who's not in that same group of people and say hey this this history is is more has more weight of course it's going to have more weight to me and of course your history you know if you are descendant of european if you're you have european descent if you have asian descent if you have african descent if you have you know american you know american descent your history is going to have more weight for you and you can't force that history on someone else to take on what your people feel you know and that's really the long and short of it however today's episode or this episode uh, we will be talking about something along those lines right and what it is is we're going to be talking about an article entitled the gaslighting of the masses because that I think this is a, a timely article because that's what's happening right now. You, you, you know, they started using this term gaslighting and we're going to jump. We're going to get into that and explore exactly what that is and what that means and how it's being used. Because I do think um, that's exactly the tactic that is being used against all groups of people, you know, at different times and different reasons. Because I, I'm of the opinion at times, because my opinion moves and, you know, shakes <laughs> as I get new information, as it should, right? It, it ebbs and flows. But my opinion currently is that I think all groups of people are being manipulated in some sort of fashion. You know, I, at some level, we're all kind of um, victims of the MK Ultra. You know, MK Ultra is just not on one individual at a time or a group, of, you know, a couple of individuals. It's, it was started and experimented on a couple of individuals and then it was used um, on the masses. Once they got the results that they wanted, they then implemented that into worldwide, you know, cultural wide uh, programming. Yeah, excuse me with that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the article is entitled The Gaslighting of the Masses by C.J. Hopkins. And it was written October 16th. So it's fairly recent. And um, the article goes on to state the and it starts off, quote, from students of official propaganda, mind control, emotional corrosion, coercion and other insidious manipulation techniques the rollout of the new normal has been a bonanza never before have we been able to observe the application and effects of these powerful technologies in real time on such a massive scale in a little over two and a half years our collective quote reality end quote has been radically revised. Our societies have been radically restructured. 
millions, probably billions of people have been systematically conditioned to believe a variety of patently ridiculous assertions. Assertions based on absolutely nothing. Repeatedly disproved by widely available evidence, but which has nonetheless attained the status of facts. An entire fiction, fictionist history has, has been written based on those baseless and ridiculous assertions. It will be unwritten easily or quickly. It will not be unwritten easily or quickly. I am not going to waste your time debunking those assertions. They have been repeatedly, exhaustively debunked. You know what they are, and you either believe them or you don't. Either way, reviewing and debunking them, again, isn't going to change a thing. Instead, I want to focus on one particular effective mind control technology, one that has done a lot of heavy lifting throughout the implementation of the new normal and is doing a lot of heavy lifting currently. I want to do that because many people mistakenly believe that mind control is either A, a conspiracy theory, or B, something that can only be achieved with drugs, microwaves, surgery, torture, or some other invasive physical means. Of course, there is a vast and well-documented history of the use of such invasive physical technologies. Example, the history of the CIA's infamous MKUltra program. But in many instances, mind control can be achieved through much less elaborate techniques. So, um, I want to say that one thing, you know, as I mentioned, you know, in the before I started the article, you know, a lot of people, as he just pointed out there, a lot of people think that, you know, MK Ultra was some type of, you know, experiment on just a few people, you know, in the lab and they just watched them and they tried to mind control them with those, as he pointed out, those invasive technologies. And that would be true, but that's not the whole truth. Because after those experiments were successful, and they were, they then took those techniques and what they learned and implemented it on the masses. And this is where what we're about to get into with the rest of this article here. So, the, you know, one example, they think that Kanye was, you know, or Ye was a example of someone who was, you know, mind controlled by MK Ultra. And I'm here to tell you, he wasn't. And he never was controlled opposition or anything like that. And one of the other backsides of gaslighting is also the epistemic injustice. Uh, and that's something that we, if I have, you know, if I have the time, I'll get back into it, you know, with the epistemic injustice. Um, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. So, um, let me go back to the article here. Quote, 
One of the most basic and effective techniques that cults, totalitarian systems, and individuals with fascistic personalities use to distort and control people's mind is gaslighting. You're probably familiar with the term. If not, here are a few definitions. First definition he gives here in the article is, quote, the manipulation of another person into doubting their perception, experiences, and or understanding of events. That's the first definition. Now, keep these definitions in mind as we go on with the article, but as also think about what's happening every day that you go on to social media, every day that you listen to the news and things like that, or if you, any day that you speak to someone and you're having an argument with them. Again, so that first definition was the manipulation of another person into doubting their perception, experience, or understanding of events. And that's the definition from the American Psychological Association. The second definition here, quote, an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. Victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true, often about themselves. They may end up doubting their memory, their perception, and even their sanity. End quote. That is the quote from Psychology Today. Okay, so the main part of that would be victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information. Where have we seen this at? All right. The third here that is given in the article is, quote, a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. Typically, Gaslighters are seeking to gain power or control over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. And end quote. And that's from the Newport Institute. So, again, all three of these definitions pretty much say the same thing. The underlining thing is there is a perpetrator trying to manipulate you into doubting your what you perceive what you experience and how you experience whatever the event is we all have experience and with get you know we actually have a term for it now gaslighting you know and we've all been victims of gaslighting we've all had a argument with a significant other who we know exactly what happened but they tried to turn the events as we're, you know, going back and forth with them, you've experienced it, you see. But now that's just on a, you know, a micro level. What's happening is they're using this mind control technique, if you will, on a grander scale, on everyday usage to try to tell you what you have seen, experienced, and, you know, perceived or seen, experienced, or whatever is not what happened or is not <laughs> as it were you've you must have you know misplaced something 
And this is the basis of what epistemic injustice is. You see what I'm saying? So we read the definitions of gaslighting from three different sources. Now, I'm going to jump a little ahead and give you the definition of epistemic injustice. So epistemic injustice is being unfairly treated in their in the person's capacity to know something or their ability to describe their experience of the world. That sounds like gaslighting to me. So now someone who was being gaslighted is now is saying that that's an injustice because you're treating them because of, you know, because if they're, you know, a woman in a, in a mostly male dominated field or whatever the case may be, no one really wants to hear her because she's a woman. That's an epistemic injustice or a black man telling you, Hey, this is what my experience is. And nobody's in Ye's case, nobody's listening and everybody's saying, Oh, he's crazy. He, he, he's off his, he's off this. How can he possibly know something like that? He's just a little rapper. He doesn't know anything. Right. You see, you see how it just keeps going and going and going. So back to the article. Quote, the main goal of gaslighting is to confuse, coerce, and emotionally manipulate your victim into abandoning their own perception of reality and accepting whatever new reality you impose on them. I want to read that one more time because this is exactly what they did with COVID. This is the exact technique that they used on the entire world. You see? So again, let's go back to MK Ultra not just being and mind control technique with you know all this invasive technology they used a psychological you know technique which you know again for those of you uh there the guy william cooper from the behold a pale horse had a chapter out there i believe it was quiet weapons for quiet wars or something like that this would be an example of a quiet weapon the main goal of gaslighting is to confuse coerce and emotionally manipulate your victim into abandoning abandoning their own perception of reality and accepting whatever new reality you impose on them. That's exactly what we've been trying to point out for the last two years now. Quote, author goes on to say, ultimately, You want to completely destroy their ability to trust their own perception, emotions, reasoning, and memory of historical events and render them utterly dependent on you to tell them what is real and what really happened and so on and how they should be feeling about it. This is the whole point of this episode. That one paragraph is exactly why I wanted to do this episode because it sums up the entire technique that is being used by corporations that want to control whatever they want to control, whether it's the food, the energy, and the government is using the same thing at the same time. So you have so many different entities using the same technique that we really are in a position where we do not 
trust our own perception, emotion, reasoning, skills, or memory of historical events. Because how many people, I, I don't know if the listeners remember when Katrina happened and there were reports coming out from the people down in Louisiana and they were saying that they heard bomb explosions on the levees. They reported on it for like a day and then they, it disappeared. You didn't hear nothing about it because the people down there that were actually living there were given a totally different account on how the storm was going. Then we, that's just one little small example. We have, you can use 9-11 for another one. How many different accounts came out and said that the towers didn't seem, they, it seemed as if they were demolished like a demolition from people that were actually there from it was firefighters that said that it was police that said that it was people who lived across the street in them high rises that said when they looked that's what their perception was and the media told us that's not what happened you see what i'm saying and they're doing it right now with you know Again, the a good you know the only reason why I keep bringing him up is because he's currently in the you know in the face of everyone right now, and that's Kanye. And what he's saying, uh, and more importantly, about how the industry is being ran, who you know who's pulling the strings, but more so, he said a lot of more important things than that as well, as he spoke about the abortion rate and the uh, african-american community at at a 50 percent isn't that not would he you know isn't that not a pandemic isn't that not a holocaust in and of itself right so 50 percent of black people are being aborted how is that not being spoken about right but they tell us that's not what is happening. That's not that's not the truth because he couldn't possibly know. He why are you listening to it from this from his source? You see what I'm saying? That source is is inaccurate. Then they even went so far as to create fact checkers to again drill down the point that the author made in this very paragraph that I just read to you. You see what I'm saying? And render and, and quote and render them utterly dependent on you to tell them what is real and what really happened and so on and how they should feel about it. You know, they come out and tell us every every time something happens, oh, you know, you Oh, that's that's this or that's that. You shouldn't you shouldn't support this guy because of this or because of that. They do it to whoever they don't like. It ain't just yay. It ain't. It, I mean, it's so many other people down throughout history who have been you know this term gaslighted. They are you know gaslighting so many different populations across the planet, right? And like I said a second ago, it's not just yay. 
if we can go back just a couple years ago, uh, many of you may been too young if you're around my age and you're you know around your early 30s mid 30s um but anyone that's you know listening to the podcast that um is older than that then you might have remembered when they tried to get on ice cube about it you know and when he was on cnn talking about this same issue saying the same things that kanye west said or yay said so there's plenty of other people in history, recent history, as far, you know, as far as just a few years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's clips floating around with, you know, I don't like the guy myself, but Charlemagne saying the same thing in an interview that Ye said. But he, you know, he was kind of conscious enough to because he didn't want to stir the pot. You know, they asked him a question. He was like, I don't want, I don't even feel like, you know, feel comfortable talking about the topic, to be honest with you, because he knew he knew what was going to happen. You know, and that's the, 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 the fear and the power that, you know, those particular people hold about when you speak about them in a light that they don't want. You know, regardless if it's true or not, they don't care, you know, and that's kind of the, the problem. So. Uh, we're going to move on here and go back to the article where Hopkins, he says, quote, anyone who's at, who has ever experienced gaslighting in the context of an abusive relationship or a cult or a totalitarian system or who has worked in a battered women's shelter can tell you how powerful and destructive it is. In the most extreme cases, the victim of gaslighting are entirely stripped of their sense of self and surrendered their individual autonomy completely. Among the best known and most dramatic examples are the Patty Hearst case, Jim Jones's People's Temple, the Manson family, and various other cults. But the truth is, gaslighting happens every day out of the spotlight of the media and countless personal and professional relationships and end quote there and when you um i was definitely suggest you go and pull down this article and reread it for yourself and have your own experience with this with this particular type of information because what's going to happen is you're going to be able to genuinely you know in there they have hyperlinks so for example the patty hearst case and the people's temple and mason manson family i'm sorry um you can go and look up those cases if you're unfamiliar you see so going on here uh we got a couple more paragraphs and uh this article is a little long so i'm trying to speed up here since the spring of 2020 we have been subjected to official gaslighting on an unprecedented scale. In a sense, the apocalyptic pandemic, sorry, has been one of the big extended gas has been one big extended gaslighting campaign, compromising countless individuals, instances, 
of gaslighting inflicted on the masses throughout the world. The events of this past week were just another example. Basically, what happened was a Pfizer executive confirmed to the European Parliament last Monday that Pfizer did not know whether its COVID vaccine, vaccine is in quotes, prevented transmission of the virus before it was promoted as doing exactly that and forced on the masses in December of 2020. Like, I'm going to stop right there. Come on, man. Like, how are you going to get up there and, and make that, that lie like that? That was a bold-faced lie. <laughs> and it's just, it's not fair that they're allowed to get away with lying in our faces as they are. You know what I'm saying? What happened to informed consent and the things that these people, you know, took oaths, the Hippocratic oath and all that. What happened to the doctors? They're supposed to be a checks and balances here for for these exact, you know, scenarios. So. It go he goes on to say, you know, uh. Uh, doing exactly that, forced on the masses in December of 2020, blah, blah, blah. All right. People saw the video of the executive admitting this or heard about it and got upset. They tweeted and Facebooked about it and posted videos of Pfizer. CEO Albert Barula, Bill Gates, the director of the CDC, official propagandists like Rachel Maddow, and various other experts and authorities blatantly lying to the public, promising people that getting vaccinated would prevent transmission. That's exactly what they said. And all of you remember them saying it. Protect other people from infection. Stop the virus in its tracks. That was one of the big things right there. And so on. Which totally bases assertions. Which totally bases Baseless assertions were the justification of the systematic segregation and persecution of the unvaccinated, which I'm going to stop right there. A little another little sidebar, which we all saw and heard them go on a campaign again. It's the it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The corpse said, you know, the, the, the president, you know, he's a walking dead himself. As, you know, he even said it in this, I think the State of the Union at, at one point, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated is the problem. They went on a whole campaign for a couple of months doing that. Continue on here. And the fomenting of the masses, fanatical hatred of anyone challenging the official vaccine narrative and the official new normal ideology. Which hatred persists to this day, to this very day. The new normal propaganda apparatus, i.e. the corporate media, the health experts, etc., responded to the story predictably. They ignored it, hoping it would just go away. When it didn't, they rolled out the fact checkers. The gaslighters is who the fact checkers are, right? You know, we, you know, I said something about the fact checkers a little bit ago. The Associated Press, Reuters, PolitiFact, and other official gaslighting outfits immediately pushed lengthy official fact checks that would make a Sophia's blush. 
Read them and you will see what I mean. They are perfect examples of official gaslighting, crafted to distract you from the point and suck you into an argument over meaningless details and definitions. They sound exactly like Holocaust deniers pathetically asserting that there is no written proof that Hitler ordered the final solution, which there isn't, but it doesn't fucking matter. Of course, Hitler ordered the final solution, and of course, they lied about the vaccines. End quote. He did, if there's no proof that he ordered the final solution, then just leave it at that. But, you know, we saw what happened. You know, I'm not going to say that that, you know, that piece of history didn't happen because it did. So moving on, the Internet is swimming with the evidence of their lies, tweets, videos and articles and so on. Which is which is what makes gaslighting so frustrating for people who believe they are engaged in an actual good faith argument over facts and the truth. But that's not how totalitarianism works. The new normals, when they repeat whatever their authorities have instructed them to repeat today, trust the science, safe and effective, no one ever claimed they would prevent transmission, blah, 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 could not care could not care less whether it is actually true or even if it makes the slightest sense, you know, and trust the science. They, they ran that into the ground. These, these gaslighting fact checks are not meant to convince them that anything is true or false. And they are certainly not meant to convince us. They are official scripts, talking points and thought terminating cliches for the new normals to repeat like cultists chanting mantras at you to shut off their minds and block out anything that contradicts the th- or threatens the reality of the cult. You can present them with actual facts and they will smile knowingly and deny them to your face. Condescendingly mock you for not seeing the truth. In in the article, he has a um, little uh, Twitter uh, post in here. That, you know, when you get the article, you can see that yourself. Moving on. Well, here's the tricky thing about gaslighting. In order to effectively gaslight someone, you have to be in a position of authority or wield some other form of power over them. They have to need something vital from you and example sustenance safety financial security community career advancement or just love you can't walk up to someone random walk up to some random stranger on the street and start gaslighting them they will laugh in your face and that and that brings up a good point you know side note here and that brings up a good point um because you do have to have some sort of uh I don't, you know, authority or have something that the other person wants from you. And, you know, and, and these examples that he gave here are pretty good, you know, sustenance, you know, safety, financial security, community, career advancement, or, you know, love in general. And it makes me think of children sometimes, or, you know, definitely a significant other, but a lot of times I think parents gaslight their children 
And I don't, you know, this might, that might be a whole nother. And I think the children are being, you know, quote unquote, gaslighted as well in by the school systems and the teachers in the school systems, because even if, you know, there are good people in the school system that are trying to, you know, wake people up, but they can only do but so much because if they don't follow that curriculum, they'll be out of there. You know, so it's only so much they can do. They can try to tweak the way they say something or tweak the way they teach something. However, ultimately, they're getting paid by the system and they need to play by the system. So that system in and of itself is gaslighting the children. Because. And it's gaslighting the parents, too, really, mostly it's gaslighting the parents because we require from them safety for our children we require uh, a sense of uh, community for our children you know career advancement that's part of the reason why they go to school in the first place you see and so many other different you know things we that we want and require from these schools and for the children so I think that's something to look into at some point Um, moving on with the with the article here, the reason the new normal authorities have been able to gaslight the masses so effectively is that most of the masses do not do need something from them. A job, food, shelter, money, security, status, their friends, a relationship or whatever it is. They're not willing to risk by challenging those in power and their lives. And this is, you know, side note, this is, a, you know, that that. One sentence right there is a lot of times why a lot of these, you know, uh, people that's in this entertainment industrial complex, you know, ballers, rappers, singers across the board, actors. They, you know, they cop out and they sell out. Because they need something from the people who are gaslighting everyone else. They need that job. They need the money. They need the status and so on and so forth. You see what I'm saying? They can't, they're not going to risk all that they've built to tell people, hey, this is what's going on here. And like Ice Cube did back in the day, Ye's doing now, and so many other people throughout history that have came through and be like hey yo these be this is these people regardless of what population of people who are doing the gaslighting these people are doing it they're risking everything that they have to do that you see what i'm saying because at any minute you know as we've seen in the last five years or so with especially with social media we've seen the the cancel culture where do you think cancel culture comes from it doesn't come from you know the people on the Twitter, it comes from the people in the positions to say, hell, we're, we're shutting him down. We don't want his voice to be heard or we don't want her voice to be heard. Shut that down. Where do you think that that idea or that, you know, that uh, order comes from? They don't come from the regular people on Twitter. They'll argue all day about it. They don't it don't come from people on Instagram. They, they, they'll argue and go back and forth all day about it. You know? So, moving on here, uh, we read this part, challenging those in power, 
and their lives. Okay. Gaslighters, cultists, and power freaks generally know this. It is what they depend on. Your willingness, your unwillingness, sorry, to live without whatever it is. They zero in on it and threaten you with the loss of it. Sometimes consciously, sometimes just intuitively. So what he's saying is, and it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, hey, we're going to take your money away. You know what I'm saying? Just like they told, you know, whoever, Kanye uh, or Ye, hey, we're going to, you know, cut you off from the, <laughs> from the, from the uh, Adidas, you know, the German company Adidas, we're going to cut you off. I'm like, bro, I made the, I am the one that created it in the first place. You can't cut me off from the creativity. It's mine. You know, he was, you know, Kanye was making, I believe, if I'm correct in that, from what I read, he was making the majority of the money from it anyway. So, you know, you can't cut off someone who created it. You guys were just the distribution. You know, so, okay. But moving on. Gaslighting won't work if you are willing to give up whatever the gaslighter is threatening to take from you, which he did. Or stop giving you as the case may be, but you have to be willing to actually lose it in because you will be punished for defending yourself mm -hmm, for not surrendering your autonomy and integrity and conforming to the reality of the cult or the abusive relationship or the totalitarian system. You know, Kanye, you know, Ye made a song entitled Power. And he said in that song, do you have the power to let power go? You see what I'm saying? Are you willing to give up all that money to do what's right? To stand on the air of truth? Are you willing to stand on, you know, this is not the way I should be treated. And I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. You're not going to be able to do that. So I'm willing to step out of this relationship and move on. And are you willing to give that up? Oh, I'm going to leave you if you don't, if you don't start doing this or if you don't start doing that right. You know, if you don't start talking to them, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring, I'm going to leave and leave you by yourself. Okay. See you. But most, you know, you know, it don't work out like that. You know, most of the time, the minute they start threatening you, it, it's like, okay, okay, never mind. All right, all right, calm down, calm down. You see? And then that goes into the, the previous podcast I did with the uh, the half-ass accountability when I spoke about that. You see. So, you know, a lot of these things are connected because they can't, they don't exist in a vacuum. You know, and, and, and again, with this, you know, gaslighting thing, you know, as he said here, won't work if you're willing to give up whatever the gaslighter is threatened to take from you. But you have to be willing to actually lose it. You know, another case in point is a lot of people are gaslighting in, in you know, in their jobs. Like, oh, we're going to, you know, put you on a PIP or whatever them things are called. If you don't do this or, you know, oh, you know, if someone does something to you. Then if you were if you retaliate, then you're going to lose your job. And I mean, what do you mean? That's not even the natural order of things. If someone does something to you in, in the natural world, then you 
you know, you have the right to react to that. Like, what are you just supposed to stand there? You know, like, come on. But this is, I think that, in my opinion, that's a form of gaslighting. You know, because he also goes on to say, because you will be punished for defending yourself, for not surrendering your autonomy and integrity. And that right there is the entire point, complete control, because you will be punished for defending yourself, for not surrendering your autonomy and integrity and not conforming to the reality, quote, reality, unquote, of the cult and the abusive relationship or the totalitarian system. You see, so moving on here, quote, I have decided, I have described the new normal. In example, our new reality and in parentheses, as pathologized totalitarianism and as a quote a cult writ large on a societal scale unquote I use the quote covidian cult unquote analogy because every totalitarian system essentially operates like a cult The main difference being that in totalitarian systems, the balance of power between the cult and the normal society is completely inverted. The cult becomes the dominant society or the normal and the non-cult members becomes its deviants. We do not want to see ourselves as deviants, but we haven't changed. The society has. And our instinct is to reject the label, but that is exactly what we are, deviants, people who deviate from the norm, a new norm, which we reject and oppose, but which, despite that, is nonetheless the normal, and thus we are going to be regarded and dealt with like deviants. You know, it kind of reminds me of that movie Divergent a little bit where they kind of went off the path and they didn't like that. That's if I'm remembering that movie correct. I am such a deviant, the author says. I have a feeling you are too. Under the circumstances, it's nothing to be ashamed of. On the contrary, we need to accept it and embrace it. Above all, we need to get clear about it about where we stand in this new reality. He, the author closes here by saying, quote, we are heading towards a new, nor- a new normal winter number three. They are already cranking up the official propaganda, jacking up the fabricated cases, talking about reintroducing mass mandates, fomenting masses, fermenting, mass hatred of the unvaccinated and so on people's gas bill and doubling and tripling well they are the global capitalist ruling classes openly embracing neo-nazis there is talk of limited new you know nuclear war there's definitely that fanaticism fear and hatred 
abound. The gaslighting of the masses is not abating. It is increasing. The suppression of dissent is intensifying. The demonization of nonconformity is intensifying. Lines are being drawn in the sand. You see it and feel it just like I do. Get clear on what's essential to you. Get clear about what you're willing to lose. Stay deviant. Stay frosty. This isn't over. Is what C.J. Hopkins wrote on October 16th. And that, uh, that, that article is titled The Gaslighting of the masses i would definitely suggest you get it and, and read it yourself and you know see how you feel about it when you read when you read it you know so one of the things that i you know touched on and i and i kind of read the um the definition of it which was the epistemic injustice and I want to touch on this again because I think this is also they go hand in hand. I, I don't know if there's a a a true difference between the two. You know, um, I think it's just a perspective on how and which side of the art, you know, what angle you're coming in at it as. If you're coming in at it as mm, someone who is looking from a distance who doesn't really have any uh, race or a horse in whatever the two parties are going head to head about, then it might seem like you can pull it out as epistemic injustice. You're like, oh, okay, well, this person's not being heard because of such and such. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just, I don't, it, it, there's a, a very fine line between gaslighting and epistemic injustice it, it seems to me in my opinion and that's why it kind of came up in my thought process as I was looking up the you know as I came across that gaslighting article uh it, it, it and then I came across the you know epistemic injustice and I'm sitting there because I've seen the epistemic injustice before but I didn't really you know it just sounded like you know somebody made something up but then I started looking into it and I was like, you know what? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. You know, it sounds much like that article I just read. So I went back and, you know, backtracked and checked it out. So the epistemic injustice as, you know, I'll reread the, um, the, the, the term was, you know, coined by Miranda Fricker. You know, so I think she was a sociologist or something like that along those along those lines. And she the definition of it was being unfairly treated and their a person being unfairly treated in their capacity to know something or their ability to describe their experience of the world or their experience or, or, or whatever it is because of what they are, who they are, what they look like, you see. So in this case, especially what's going on now, you know, you have a lot of this and a lot of people, you know, you, 
experience this. We even do this to, you know, our friends when we're out and about and, you know, your girls, you, you were with your girls and, you know, you're all talking about something and one of them is trying to explain their experience, but <clears throat> you already got, excuse me. You already may have a uh, particular, I don't know, viewpoint of her. She might be a little fast. So you're trying to, she's trying to explain to you what happened. And you're kind of like, mm, I don't know about that, girl, because you be, you know, you're a little promiscuous. So I don't know if that's true or not. That's epistemic injustice. Or how, you know, how would you be able to know that you're, you know, you live here or you're from here. How would you know something like that? Where'd you hear that from? Who told you that? You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's sort of what, uh, epistemic injustice is. And to be quite honest, that's at the root of the education system. That's at the root of, you know, it's prejudice for the most part. It's from, in my opinion, how I'm reading it and, you know, I think at the core of it, and when you, and, and like I said, I, you know, I always post, you know, some, some resources and links in the show notes, and I'll definitely do that, especially with the, with that article, but also the epistemic injustice, because, um, you definitely should check it out, but it, the, from what I understand, the core of epistemic injustice is that there some knowledge is higher or better than other knowledge and it's almost as if you have to be in uh some type of special position to have certain knowledges you see so what i'm gonna do here is i'm gonna play a clip because the in this clip it's like five minutes uh, i won't play the whole five minutes you know but what I will do, there are two different types, and I, I want to play that for you so you can hear what the two different types are. The first is what she calls testimonial injustice. And this is where the hearer takes the speaker's words less seriously because of ingrained prejudice, even if this is not done deliberately. So going back to the example I began with. You hear someone speak or describe an experience or an idea, and because of a specific characteristic, for example, their gender, color of skin, class, or nationality, you, consciously or subconsciously, find them less credible or authoritative. That is an example of testimonial injustice. Think, for example, of the authority that male professors hold in a classroom compared to their female counterparts. And the second type of epistemic injustice is what Fricker calls hermeneutical injustice. And that refers to a particular type of gap. Because the individual or group do not have the words to describe their experiences, or because the speaker and hearer do not have enough shared experiences, there is a gap between the experience, the ability to express it, and the ability of the hearer to understand it. Well, testimonial injustice is when all of those people who came forth saying hey i have been experiencing mitochorditis and i didn't have it before i had the vaccine 
was all discredited and said that they were uh, they couldn't be correct. They didn't know what they were talking about. So all of those doctors that came out and was speaking from their own experience with their own patients and was speaking out was told that, you know, your testimony, because that's what that was, is not valid. Because they wasn't pushing the quote unquote narrative that the gaslighting, the gaslighters wanted to push. Right. So then, you know, you have so many different, you know, yay is another example of testimonial injustice. He gave you a testimony of what he experienced. This man's a billionaire. And they completely discredited what his experience was. Now, if they can do this to, uh, you know, a billionaire who clearly knows what he's talking about, then, you know, they can do this to doctors and politicians that came out and talked about it, uh, you know, forth, you know, whoever else. You know, researchers that came out and talked about it, people who blew the whistle on the thing, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and completely bypass their testimonies and tell them that, you know, because you're against, you're on the opposing, you know, opposing opinion, then your opinion is, is not valid and we're not giving you the time of day to speak on it. You see? And, in terms of the, uh, I think the second one was hermeneutical injustice. It's a hard one to say, isn't it? Um, it really, you know, having a gap. So you have a gap of people who it said that do not have the words to describe their experience. So this can be any, any, you know, anything. It could be a few things. It could be they just don't have the vocabulary, which is probably a uh, place where I would start. A lot of people don't have very short vocabulary, so they have a hard time expressing their feelings and emotions about things. And they get frustrated because they don't have the words to express themselves properly. And I think that's a real real issue with with people and their relationships so if you don't have a a a good vocabulary to properly express via words then you tend to act out in a physical manner you know to try to express your emotions or your experience you know And so these people in the second one, the hermeneutical injustice, you have a group of people who's trying to describe something and they can't quite do it for whatever the case may be. They don't have the words. Um, Maybe it's just too much to talk about. It might just been their experience might have been very trauma, very trauma filled and it, it hurts them to talk about it. And then you have on the other side here. You you know, it says that the other gap just can't understand what they mean. 
so they can't relate to them is basically what they're saying in my and from what i'm understanding it as they they're unable to relate to that experience because they haven't experienced anything like that it says they says that they didn't have enough shared experience with the with the person or people who are trying to describe what they've been through and you you we experience that on a day-to-day basis just between different people from different backgrounds you know we're trying to describe like hey man like i'm not comfortable with this because of this experience that i've experienced in my life and my people have experienced and blah 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 and then the other person's like i, I don't know I, I have no idea what you mean um so we're just going to continue to do what we're doing because it doesn't matter because i can't understand you you see so that what you're saying is not registering you know so and i think all of those things that entire thing has been on display here recently with um, with Kanye, with Ye, and 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 all of the things that are going on currently. So you you have a gaslighting, but you also have an epistemic injustice at the same time because I think they go hand in hand. I don't think you can gaslight without the epistemic injustice. I think because the epistemic injustice is the other side of the gaslighting so you have one the perpetrators which are the gaslighters and then you have the people who are the victims who are experiencing gaslighting but experiencing gaslighting from that view of it in my opinion would be epistemic injustice and i I hope that's you know making sense and you know because it makes sense in my head (laughs) but i really thought that these were you know uh, two topics that really been swirling around you know a lot in the media and i think that um i wanted to bring that up to your attention if you you know if you knew about those uh particular words or topics you know great and uh, but you know hopefully you were able to take something away from this and uh and add it to your to your repertoire you know and with that, I appreciate you. And again, like I said, I wanted to try something different. So I didn't add a track in the beginning and we just got right into it. So please drop a comment, uh, like or subscribe if you felt as though that was, you know, a good you know, way to do it. And I'm also, in addition to that, I'm also thinking about uh, doing a new series uh, and have some, you know, working titles in my head you know and i think it'd be a, a, a conversational podcast maybe a, like a round table type thing we'll see you know i've already kind of poked some people about it so we'll see how that comes about but with that thank you so much for listening to frankly speaking podcast again please like subscribe share uh comment and rate the podcast that is graciously greatly appreciated and we'll see you on the next episode peace